hello there and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about putting down... Uh-huh. Sometimes I, I write this and then I don't. Sometimes I write it. Okay, here we go. You forget and you make putting, yourself laugh. There's something truly special about putting down your super creepy girl next door spy telescope and heading to Blockbuster, <laughs> picking, picking out a movie and watching it when you got home. Compliance. Because you didn't give any. Uh, on this podcast. <laughs> wow. Oh, we're already there. <laughs> we're already there. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two dudes that are so hungry they could eat a zigzag, Sean Pryor and AJ Benz. How the heck are you? I'm blind. My favorite... My favorite sandwiches are zigzags. Zigzags. I love zigzags. I could eat a whole zigzag roast. <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure it's a sandwich. I don't know <laughs> what it is. My, my favorite vegetable. I love roasted zigzag. I think it's a. I think it's a. It's probably a substance you could put onto a sandwich. I don't know if it's spreadable or sliceable. <laughs> right, right, right. But I think it's something. It's like, oh, I had a good zigzag sandwich. Uh, we had zigzag dinner last night, so we had we had zigzag leftovers. Oh, you ate healthy for the oh. next week. Wow. It was a big zigzag somewhere Mom. between like the the liquid roast beef that Arby's has and like a cabbage. Yeah, yeah. It's Mom, somewhere. you you can't. You certainly know how to rehydrate a zigzag. <laughs> Well, boys, on today's episode, we discuss a cult classic that holds vivid memories for all who obsessed over it as a kid, a special effects masterpiece of its time, and only the second ever Disney movie to include profanity, the other being Popeye. We are, of course, talking about 1986's Flight of the Navigator. Hello, Navigator. Well, damn dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the Confused Breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Lottie. If you are new to the podcast, we will be reviewing this movie scene by scene with a modern eye. But in order to do that properly, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. AJ, this was your selection. It was. Tell us the first time you saw this, what your memories were, and what your 1 out of 10 rating is was. Let me tell you this, though, real quick. I don't like it when Mike just decides to read my mind and be like, hey, he's just going to pick Flight of the Navigator. (laughs) It's like, well, maybe I was going to choose something. Okay, yeah, I'll do Flight of the Navigator. You didn't have to. I've I wanted to though. It's like implanting a suggestion into someone's brain so they think yeah. they came out. They came up with it. Mike's you know? really good at that. <laughs> he matrixed me. Yeah. yeah, he matrixed me. And what a great movie Inception. it is was. Uh, it is was Inception. 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 <laughs> I just got DiCaprio. Um, I think what like thinking about this movie, it's uh, like a weird fever dream. Like wh- every time I would see this movie as a kid, and I, I mean, like I was, I was pretty young um, when I first saw this, and. It was definitely one that my brother Ray was like, Flight of the Navigator, Flight of the Navigator. Oh my gosh, you got to see it. Because this is really this is really in the depth of his childhood. Um, 1984, right? So, um, did I say that right? 86. I said 86. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's like right in the depth of his childhood. So he was really big in, pu- in putting this movie in front of me. And uh, it was just like this fever dream thing that I just thought was funny the whole time. And anything outside of the spaceship was basically a blur. 
right? But once you were once you were around this spaceship, I was just infatuated with it. That was the coolest thing ever. So, um, other than that, though, I I, I didn't latch on to a lot. Mm. So, but I will give this movie because of all the stuff in and around the spaceship. I'm going to give this nostalgically um, an eight point five. Damn, eight point five, Sean. What about you, man? I'm sorry. What? I said, what, what's your nostalgic rating of this movie, Sean? NA. Oh, Ugh. no. NA. Much like the drink you're having. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't do it this morning. Um, yeah, no, man. I like uh, AJ is talking about this movie, just droning on and on about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For their whole friendship. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty and, much. Uh, well, it's like that. And like, oh, Legend of Billie Jean. And you're like, I don't know what the fuck that. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, I always thought, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen Fly of the Navigator plenty of times. What did you think it was? I think I th- thought it was like The Wizard or War Games for okay. some damn reason. <clears throat> right, uh, right in that pocket. But yeah, I've never uh, never seen it. In a- well, for me, I definitely have seen it. Uh, I totally agree with everything AJ said. It, it seemed seemed like this mystical, magical movie, sort of. like I, I didn't like, I do specifically remember not really like, like get to the fun stuff, you mm-hmm. know, like get past all this stupid th- stuff with NASA. Let's go. Let's get, oh, finally, we got the spaceship and now it's going to be super fun. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to have this fun thing. Never caught on to the, the deepness of this movie yeah. and like how crazy this shit was and how crazy it would have been to a kid. But I just remember loving the, the fucking spaceship and all that shit. So I'm going to call it a 7.2. So nostalgically, that's going to give us a 7.85. And that takes us pretty high. That is just below, just below rad, just above the sandlot. Nostalgically. Wow. Is where that falls. I'm not sure it's going to last. We don't know. We're going to dive into it. We're going to strip away the nostalgia. First thing we got to do is talk to Sean. We got to get all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, what you got, man? I was surprised to see that there was plenty of information on this movie. I was I was uh, <laughs> going into this. I'm like, there's not going to be Jack. Directed this. by this person. Move yeah, on. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's kind of there's a kind of interesting story, and I'm sure we'll get into it, especially about the main star. Uh, produced by Robert Wald and Dimitri Villard. Story by Mark Baker. Screenplay by Michael Burton and Phil Janot. Cinematography by James Glennon. He also did a movie that I love called Election. Um, he did About Schmidt with um, Jack Nicholson. And uh, a few episodes of Deadwood. Deadwood's a great show. Damn. Edited by Jeff Gorson. Music by Alan Silvestri. He's back again. Alan. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure, because last week was uh, Back to the Future Part 2. Yep. Um, I'm sure that uh, like him and um, John Williams are probably like the front runners. They in, have to be for if music. We're, for if us. we're doing Mount Rushmore for music, uh, they're definitely on. There. Definitely mm. directed by Ronald Kleiser, who did uh, The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, the John Travolta TV movie, Big Top Pee Wee, The Blue Lagoon, and Grease. Mm, Grease. Kind of fun. It just smells like in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Cast: Joey Kramer, Cliff DeYoung, Sarah Jessica Parker, Veronica Cartwright. Albie Whitaker, Matt Adler, Howard Hessman, Robert Small, and Paul Rubens. The Paul idea Ma- for the film. Paul Mall, <laughs> yeah, that's right. The idea for the film came when Mark Baker had a dream about a kid being lost and presumed dead for eight years, comes back to a whole new life. The script was originally way darker in tone. We it's back again. Like I remember early episodes. All we would say about these childhood yeah. movies is like it, the, the script was originally way darker. <laughs> 80s was a lot darker with a lot more just Colombian brights in it. So, yeah. 
<laughs> so it was way dark before the Disney vacation of, of the project took hold. Uh, the film was originally called Vanished. Early in the production, Carrie and Scarface director Brian De Palma was very interested in directing this film. Yeah, it would have been a strange one. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, like with the with the darker tones that they're suggesting, especially in the beginning, I can kind of see him being interested in this a lot. Like a eight year old kid who's, or sorry, a, a kid that's gone for eight years comes back and to a whole new like it's got to be like a horror movie. That's it seems scary to me yeah. anyway. Early prospects for the role of David were Chris O'Donnell and Joaquin Phoenix. Joey Kramer was eventually cast, winning over the filmmakers with his uh, very human qualities. He just had the right emotional investment. Most of the film was set and filmed in Florida. However, some of the funding from the film came from a Norwegian company. One stipulation for the company to invest in the film is that some of the film had to be shot in Norway. So there's like, I don't know, maybe... I think like the some of the pasture scenes where the like the and like uh, the ship going over the oceans and, and inside the, the spaceship too. I think they built like the interior there and oh, okay. then filmed inside of it. Okay. I think okay. um, that would make sense. I would I would do that. I mean, I guess Norway's really good looking, but Fly the Navigator was one of the first films to utilize this new filming technique called CGI. It was the first <laughs> never film. Last. <laughs> it was the first film to use reflection <laughs> mapping to create realistic reflections on the Chrome ship. Originally, Matt Adler, who played the older brother, Jeff, did the voice for the ship Max, but director Randall Kleister saw some episodes of Pee-wee's Playhouse and knew Paul Rubens, credited as Paul Mall in the film, was the right choice. Flight of the Navigator was released on August 1st, 1986. On a budget of $9 million, the film would make double that at $8 million at the box office. And that is all I got for now. A couple things there is, uh, did you hear about the Life After the Navigator documentary? Yeah. Have you watched that at all? I didn't watch it. I, I saw like kind of a, a basically a review of it. Yeah. it's It, it follows up with everybody, uh, the main character having gone through some pretty tough times yeah. <laughs> after this movie was over. And they show some of the screen tests from uh, uh, O'Connell and uh, Phoenix. Yeah, they show actually some of the 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 line readings and screen tests. It's interesting to see that. Um, it's a really cool. I would recommend if you got a little extra time, like go check I, it out. I know that's where like a lot of this information <laughs> comes from. If it wasn't for that documentary, we wouldn't have. We would know a lot of this stuff. I know that. Yeah. Also, the initial trailer does not have Pee Wee's voice in it. It must be Matt oh, Adler. Yeah, maybe. And you watch it, you're like, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> I, I I remember watching the trailer just going, I don't, that's not, hold on, did, did I misremember the, his voice? And yeah, <laughs> turns out they already cut it, already filmed it, and then said, nah, Pee-wee. Yeah. We need wow. Pee-wee. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. choice. Well, you know, this podcast needs your help. We are just three dudes out there trying to put out weekly content for you to listen to. It's a crazy world out there. There are millions and millions of podcasts. In order to keep this podcast free and growing, we have two missions. Call to action, if you will. Uh, number one. Five-star rating and a written review, if you can, on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, we're, we're hitting a couple uh, viral videos again on TikTok, kind which causes sort of causes the trolls to come out. Like, oh, did yeah. you know that chronological is not the way that I used it in that video? It's oh. not the right definition. Way to go, idiot. Also, it's not Temple of the Doom. It's Temple of Doom. So, like, yeah. right now there are people giving us one-star ratings based on my dumbass voice on a TikTok <laughs> video. So there's we just, need your five-star you, There's just no nuance <laughs> whenever no. you talk, okay? No. You, just, you need to be precise and nothing else. Never right? make a mistake. 
So hit that five-star rating and please go check us out at patreon.com slash confused breakfast. That's where you can immediately, immediately sponsor and support this podcast. Uh, you get uh, backlog bonus audio every week that comes out. You get to listen to that. You get a private discord server. Uh, you get to vote on upcoming movies. You could give, get to give your modern day rating on movies, patreon.com slash confused breakfast. Go check it out. Up next, we have AJ, who does the research for us, gives us ratings and reviews of critics and fans alike. What you got, man? Bring it in. I don't even have a good joke for this. Cool. We're going to do the, <laughs> the tomato meter. Gross. 84%. 84%. Wow. Not certified fresh, but 84%. What is that? What? It's not certified fresh on the tomato meter. I don't like, know what that stamp of approval. I need to dive in a little deeper to how that happens. Maybe it's like more number of reviews. Right. That's what I'm thinking. It might it might be based on like uh like the critical reviews and how many positive ones there are. Okay. Yeah. Well, that actually puts it in the in the 30s of all the movies that we've wow. done. That's pretty high. That's tied with Beetlejuice, The Shining, and The Thing per the critics. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, fucking masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> noted higher than Back to the Future 2. Please note that. <laughs> noted. Yikes. Uh, 75% said the audiences um, in some slight agreeance there. Apparently critics were just jazzed about this. IMDb says 6.9. Listen to this. As we spoke, you know, below 7.0 is not that great of a movie. However, here's what it's tied with. Ace Ventura, Top Gun, Hocus Pocus, Rad, The Burbs, The Cutting Edge. Yeah, a bunch of trash. A bunch yeah. of trash movies, Just dude. a bunch of garbage Unwatchable movies. Unwatchable filth. <laughs> Just absolute abysmal. <laughs> Derivative. <laughs> garbage. And those are jokes. <laughs> so... That's being facetious. Oh, so we'll put that on TikTok and yeah. be like, you guys are idiots. You guys don't like Ace Ventura? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> kind of spit. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. How about some positives from the uh, from the critics here? Uh, I, I, You know what? Since it's topical, let's talk about Gene Siskel's 75 out of 100 from Chicago Tribune. Wow. Uh, he said... Uh, the film doesn't have the pace or the scale of Back to the Future, but huh. it does have the same sweet moment when a child declares his love for his parents because he seems because he's seen them in a different light. Joey Kramer is also quite winning as David. I agree. He had this to say. Uh, <laughs> what? Di- well, hold on. What yeah. different light did he see his parents in? Well, he. When they stepped into that light and he saw they were older. <laughs> ah, so he just he just cares a, about what they look like. More Correct. of a tan yellow tinge right, right. rather than like the bright kind of fluorescent of the 70s. Marty right. McFly saw his parents as alcoholics and, you know, not succeeding at their dreams. And uh, David saw his parents just eight years old. They were eight like, years Fuck old. Fuck that, dude! Fuck that, dude! <laughs> and he was like, what <laughs> is this hell? He did, like... We'll get to it. He does, he does look a little creepy. Like, <laughs> David. When his dad steps out of the light, you're just like, all that's missing is like the, the broken teeth. And like, it's like, it's been yeah. hard since you left. <laughs> Keeper Sullivan coming out and be like, hello, David. Hello, David. <laughs> hello, Michael. <laughs> <Yeah>. Michael. <laughs> We've had him on here before from the Washington Post. Paul Anitasio. Atencio. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you, you've. Atencio. Atencio. Yeah, I think so. Um, He said, uh, this is a 50 out of 100, uh, Paul Atencio, he said, this may be catnip to a kitty audience that these days uh, would seem to know no other world. 
But it's hard to think much of a movie whose only point of identification with its audience is its utter superficiality. Basically meaning there's no substance. This is why I took away from this. Okay, so there's no substance here. You just kind of put some flash and panace on the, on, on the screen. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. So I don't know if I agree with it either. Wow, CGI, huh? Oh, mm. wow. You're utilizing this new technology, and that's all you have going for you. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really heartfelt. Oh, oh, oh. oh, man, groundbreaking special effects. Ooh, I guess you got something. Shut up. All right. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to move on from the critics. I, I want to I get to this. Uh, this is an 8 out of 10. Uh, the Reggie said this uh, very recently, uh, April 21 of 2023. Best movie of its type for the era. Uh, for the longtime fans of this movie, I recommend catching Life After the Na- Navigator on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great look back at the making of this marvelous movie. Uh, the doc shines the spotlight on the star, uh, Joey Kramer. I find it difficult to find a more believable performance from a child actor in a motion picture of this type. Regardless, if you watch this movie in 2023 or way back in 1986, it's truly an incredible production. I think this movie set the benchmark for all movies of its type, uh, which were to follow. Once again, recommend taking in the viewing of Flight of the Navigator just for the performance of Joey Kramer. Agreed. Uh, There was also 5 out of 10, pure 80s sci-fi. Said Jake the Snake. Nice. In 2021. Jake the Snake Roberts coming in. The film is very 80s, and that's that's half the fun of it. Uh, I found the main bad flaw uh, uh, is the awful acting by the main actor kid. <laughs> Plus, storyline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, the storyline is meh, and it's not a fun family film. And there's no snakes in it. And brother. it wasn't a snake to be sell. <laughs> He was in the jungle, and they didn't even have time for snakes. I oh. recommend going and seeing Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> There's so many snakes there. It's, it's so awesome. There's so if many you snakes, need, you'll shit. Go get your snake fix with Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, I got, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one more here because I think this is pretty important, guys. This is a 1 out of 10. Uh, nothing happens, and then wait for it. Nothing happens. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. There we go. What? <laughs> Don't even sit your kids down to watch this. Whatever it is. It's not a movie. It's more like an idea for a movie. Something you <laughs> something you would screen for the decision makers at a major motion picture studio. And then after the lights go up, uh, you would say, Well, gentlemen, <laughs> that's what we have so far. <laughs> what do you think? Huh? Watch Explorers or the black or the black hole to see how it's supposed to be done. Mm. So yeah, that um, well one. I just don't. I we we say it all the time, but I don't get why you would review a movie if you don't even think that it's a movie. Yeah, like if that's your, like I get if you don't like it that much and you're like one out of ten, never watch this movie. But to me, I'm just like if I watch a movie, I'm just like oh, I didn't really like it. This not worth talking about. It's the last time At you'll all. ever think about it or talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You'll go, well, I'll never see that again. Moving on. So I'm never going to see this again. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with not leaving a review at this time. Did you say that was like 2023? That was that was 2018. Okay. It's just the modern day self-importance of people of like, 
people need to hear about this. Yeah. We're, we're on one today. Dean, yeah. Dean Frenzel. He got us. Uh, Sean and AJ, I've been feeling my age in so many ways. It's harder to get out of bed. I can't run marathons anymore. I, never, I can never run marathons, but I can't yeah. even like walk without breathing hard. My joints hurt. The one thing I actually just noticed, though, is how bad like my face has turned into an old man. Like the wrinkles and the puffy things. Like You don't notice it. You live with it every day. And then you look at an old photo of yourself. I looked at an old photo, uh, old video of our podcast. I was like, what's the matter with it? It's just me? leathery, and it just, looks like it tastes like beef jerky if you cheat on it. <laughs> that's, that's what my you face know. looks like. <laughs> and so I knew that I had to find something. Learning to work out again to get your body in shape is really hard the older you get. But like having a skincare routine is honestly one of the easiest things you can do, especially with incredible products out there. We see guys like Shane uh, McDermott, and like you know he has a face routine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he inspired me to start looking and luckily our sponsor came to us and I'm happy they did called Dara lab showed up they have helped me reduce wrinkles fine lines and signs of aging in my face my confidence is up my wife's like you look pretty good today you look young I'm like that's amazing yeah so you have to check out called Dara lab with us they have this high performance men's skincare product set it's called the regimen it leads off their product lineup it's a twice a day routine which is important like you have to have a routine right don't just go here do this like mm -hmm. they tell you exactly what to do it's inside the bundle you got the clean slate the base layer and the good the clean slate is where you start your day it's a balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing leaving all skin types exceptionally refreshed the base layer is a nutrient-dense fortifying moisturizer that hydrates your skin absorbs fast leaving you with the matte finish so you can start your day confidently and the good it's a go-to like at night before bed clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. In every drop of the serum, there's 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. Uh, you guys have to check this out. They also have the Icon, which is uh, the stuff I've been using under my it's eyes. Amazing stuff. For the bags. Life changing. I, I showed you the, the before and after, yeah. and it's like, it's gone. It's real. My bags are It's gone. real. I have some on right now because yeah. I knew I was going to be on camera today. And you knew we were going to be talking about this. Yeah. You have to check out Caldera Lab. Listen, like that's the beauty of listening to this podcast is not only are you supporting our sponsor, which is supporting this podcast, which you love, but you're also getting something in return that you're going to be able to use that we love and you're getting 20% off. So go to calderalab.com, get 20% off with code confused, 20% off with code confused at calderalab.com. Seriously, elevate your skincare game. It's like one of the best decisions I've made in my older life at this point. Absolutely. Definitely, man. Well, my dudes, it's time to take off on the ultimate fantasy adventure of the summer. Pack your bags, call your annoying little brother a scuzz bucket, yeah. and then jump in a spaceship with our pal Pee Wee Herman to make the 560 light year journey to Phalon. Here we go! So scene one, a 12-year-old boy named David Freeman goes through a wooded area and falls down into a ravine, knocking himself out. When he wakes up, he goes back to his house only to find some other family living inside it. David is reported to the local authorities who find out that he's been missing for eight years. David is then taken to another house where he finds his family now aged. Completely confused, David passes out and awakes in a hospital. 
What do we think about these opening credits? Well, I, I want to. I actually want to ask Sean this because we've seen it. We've seen it. But were you were you fooled by this? I was. Yes, I was. I was. Yes, I'm that's like, how good it's, like it is. it's great, man. It was. It was. I was like, I seen that. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a UFO movie and Alan Silvestri scores. Like, and then nope, summer in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? Episodes over. We can watch happy stuff. Like, dude, dude, I was mesmerized. I would pay fifty fucking dollars to go see this show. Yeah, of these dogs catching frisbees and shit. My dogs were there watching it with me, and I had to restart it like three times because they're like, "Fucking rewind that, dude." Yeah. That was sick. You're finally watching a good movie, Dad. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, I, I was sitting there, and uh, I was sitting there thinking, I was thinking. Watching it, and Alicia, uh, my wife, said, "Wait, so what's the point of this? <laughs> oh, what? Because it's like flying saucers, and it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> yeah, please stop belittling my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and enjoy it. Jesus, it's like it's dogs. It's dogs doing fun things and being happy with eighties frisbees. And she's, and it's just like, I mean, yeah, it's awesome. But <laughs> I, I don't know that the underlying creepy vibe of this though. It just it, it's so good how they do it. They start off with the UFO saucers, then they all. Free, I forgot about everybody yeah. freezing. Yeah. And looking at the shadows, like, what is happening? Oh, it's the Goodyear blimp. The blimp. And then they do it again when he's in the woods with the water tower, squeaks out behind yep. the woods. It was genuinely still creepy to me. Man, like, the 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 vibe of this movie that it brings on is, like, I can tell that it wanted to be way darker. Oh. I can tell that it was, like, uh, originally way darker. And I was like, where is this going? <laughs> I, I, I was really <laughs> excited about all of this. Yeah, I don't think that there was enough. I think they could have played it up way more. Yes. And they could have done a lot more even with the audio of like the stings and stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, like something. Oh, no, the water tower. Oh, it's just a water tower. I don't know, man. I, they could have done that, but they didn't. Oh, okay. You know, and so I, I, I respect the choice of it, but at the same time, because... They didn't want it to be darker. Yes. In the end, I don't think they wanted it. They don't want to scare kids too much. And, right. then, and then in the end, like if you are suggesting that sort of dark darkness, I guess, it is like way creepier and more ominous to like show you something and like not have the music tell you what to think and just be like, uh, uh, oh, mm. oh. <laughs> instead of like, oh. Oh, it's a water tower. Oh, oh. Oh, it's just a water tower. Dump it kit. does let the like the audience, the kid, whoever's watching it, think through it rather than just get startled by you know a jump scare kind of a vibe. Yeah, yeah. Did you AJ? I totally forgot that this was went was back in time. For some reason, my memory was that this was 1986, and then he came home in 1994 or whatever. Oh. That, that that was what my brain was was telling me from a kid, but I yeah. I forgot that it started off in 1978 in the past. Did you remember that? I knew it started off. Um, I did know it started off in the past, but I didn't. I never put it together with like the years. Yeah, you know, 78. I mean, I and and now think about this. Like, I, I don't. Not that we want to talk about Back to the Future a ton or whatever. Like, but I was thinking about that. Back to the Future, the original one, takes place in 1985, and you think about the difference of that to like 1978, which 
when this the this movie starts out in and you're like the clothes everything like man that's a huge time jump yes it is is actually a huge time jump in the reference of what changed in those years it's it's weird they were doing these movies back to back with one alan silvestri and then this kind of like time loop time time travel kind of missing time kind of thing yeah it it really works for me I, i what do you think about like the parents and the family and jeff and this is just like his family in general. Right. If we were on a train to go punch a face, right. I'm on board. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if since since we've done uh, Santa Claus, if there's ever been a kid I've hated more than young Jeff. <laughs> Do you think Jeff, huh? Young Jeff? Looks, dehydrated pizza face? Dehydrated pizza face. He, <laughs> he sucks. He looks, I will tell you this. I'll see if I can find a picture. My brother Ray, identical. Identical. <laughs> that is like two identical. identical. And it's like he looks exactly like him in that age. Was group. he that big of a piece of shit? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, but I wasn't born yet. Oh, that's true. Yes. <laughs> so he I wasn't <laughs> bullying you yet. But like, I mean, well, yeah, I guess he is younger. He is younger. It's it is. It, that's a weird thing. It's like mm-hmm. when he, you know. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> when he said to him, when he said to Jeff, like, <laughs> "You'll never see your ninth birthday," I promise. I'm like, Jesus, fuck, right. Christ. I was like, yeah, I believed it. Times were oh. different. Yeah, yeah. Times were different. Yeah. And what but then like he said that and then what happens like at the tra- like we don't ever see Jeff after the train track. I'm like, "Oh no, we'll we'll get to that." But I thought that was going to be a thing. I think I'm with you. I don't think there's anybody else I'm going to punch. No, and and it's it's it is cool though cuz like as much as I want to say this kid sucks cuz he does, but it's a, it's a really good family dynamic though mm-hmm. like this is what it was like for me and my brother growing up we we're like we're fight each other we hate you and yeah. two boys in the house and mom and dad trying their best and letting us hang out the back of an open station wagon with yeah. no seatbelts on and then, jump out of a moving vehicle it was different times it was a Dude, different time how old is so uh david's like 12 and so jeff's gotta be eight. like what eight yeah eight. eight uh so yeah just letting your kid out be like oh i'm gonna go play with my friends i'll be back on the other side of the woods can yeah. i go play at billy's uh yeah that's fine uh Come back when the street lights on. Yep. <laughs> it's just But you won't, so we'll send your brother. It's, uh, yeah, but I don't want to stop, so just <laughs> <laughs> We have to we have to kick this thing forward like in yeah, karate, karate kid. Karate kid. <laughs> oh, well, there was one thing like I was kind of mind blown. It's sort of a home alone thing for for me. What did what did the dad do to afford a house like this? I don't know. That man like Okay. 1978 times are different. Well, I was going to ask you talking about inflation, talking heads is on the radio. You know, exactly. Mike, you spend a lot of time in Florida, and I wanted to ask you, is that how just people live in Florida like they're on vacation 24-7? Southern Florida was, from what I've understood, I had to dive deep in this. I'm like, I don't understand how you could live on the water like this in Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Apparently, times were different in the 70s. Like, it was very affordable to live in Florida. It was a very blue-collar area. Then it kind of became what it is now. I looked up that house. That house is still there. You can find it. Uh, it's on, like, Idlewild Drive or something we're, like that. Uh, this September, we're going to go stay there and do an episode. Yep. There, so. yep. See, right. we should have. Uh, that cur- The current value of that house is $5.6 million. Jesus. So I went back, though, to find out. Uh, you know, I, I got, I'm a realtor. Yeah, and yeah. I got my things. <laughs> That house sold in 1977 for 190,000. Jesus. If that shows you what the inflation has done from here to there. Now, keep That's in still mind, a lot of money. I was going to say the first house my family bought was like 30 grand yeah, yeah. in like 1980. So that's still a lot of money to to reference that like wow, look where they live. They have their own dock and 
It's just a beautiful house. It's a gorgeous house, and they live there. Like, like I say, it's like, oh, we just take the catamaran on up the uh, <laughs> post so we can get burgers and fries. <laughs> it's like they don't come off that way. They though, don't do come think? off that yeah. way. No, they do not. But it's like they just live like this. This I'm. I'm just assuming that this is just Wednesday for them. You know, it's middle of the week. It's not my like, going on. Hey, let's uh, let's just go watch the dog park, frisbee stuff. It's like that. We'll pack up a bunch of sandwiches, picnic there, not do any work, and then we'll just come home to our beautiful home, and then we'll take the boat down to get burgers and fries. Yes, because I don't feel like cooking today. <laughs> it's like holy crap. Wow. Like, you you guys are just living the life. I don't really... We had swordfish last night. I don't really want to cook up the swordfish tonight. No. Lobster? Mm. Ah, Uh, We have that every night. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't get that vibe from these guys, which is great, because that's why I never questioned it as a kid. I was like, oh, that's cool house. And I think that that's... that's, Jennifer? What up? What up, Jennifer? We'll get there. Mm. Uh, I think that is the cool thing. It's like, this is just normal. It's not played up that way. Yeah. But my goodness, like, it's a gorgeous place. And gorgeous. like, wow, apparently I just want to live in Florida. And, you know, who doesn't who doesn't want a, a spyglass to just creep on everyone who walks out the door? I don't know anybody who doesn't. Uh, there you go. So, so he, like, they, they tell him to go grab his brother at night with his dog. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good, like, uh, dog-kid relationship where it's just like they're inseparable. I love that on screen. Uh, but he goes there, and it's like... It does the uh, water tower flying saucer thing. Mm-hmm. It's dark, man, and it's like I. It suggests a lot, and I'm I'm never seen this before. I'm like, where is this going? Because Jeff was waiting there for like maybe twelve hours to scare his brother. <laughs> I don't know. He always comes through this trail. <laughs> he's like, always gonna. And, yeah, and he knew predictable his, idiot. He, he somehow knew that his mom had told his brother to go get him, and so he was like, oh. It's time. I'm going to scare my brother. Um, but like then Jeff like goes away, and like we saw the train track. And this movie suggests a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. It's, I, I saw him, or like David like gets knocked out or whatever, and he wakes up, and I'm like, oh, no. Like his brother's going to be like killed from the train or some shit. Yeah. You know, like I was, I was kind of... <laughs> Morbidly or, excited for it for it to go for there for a big pay, for a payoff of some kind <laughs> well, like that not almost just a payoff just to be like oh well, this movie is fucking dark man yeah and it still is and it I, is it is funny enough it is really dark what's about to happen but like when he goes back <laughs> thank to, God for Alan Silvestri's score just be like and a firefly you're thinking everyone's dead because it's like. Is Jeff dead now? So she's like, no, 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 no. Two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. It's fine. <laughs> Strike up the flutes. Then he Go goes. Ahead. He goes to his parents' house, and it's uh, like it's not his parents. Somebody else is living there. And I'm like, this setup is not a kids' movie setup at all. No, like this is a lot for a kid to take in. I would say, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's it's really smart and it's really it, it doesn't spoon feed you anything and I really like that about it. It's not like oh well yeah he's he was waking up in, uh, in the future. One yeah. It's it's really nice. It lets you figure it out. It's really smart. Yeah, that that's a good point. And like uh, as I'm going back and I'm rewatching this, like um, as much as when I, I was like oh man I like I love this I can't wait for this next part. I kind of felt like I was I just kind of kept getting a little bit dragged along for it. And I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way, but I kind of kept waiting for all the things that were a payoff to me as a kid, and it didn't quite hit me the same. Um, 
One of the things, though, too, did you guys notice this might be even darker? Did you guys notice that the um, the the telescope thing still in that guy's boudoir? Oh no! Ooh. It's not. But didn't that? Oh come creepy? on! <laughs> that t- oh, that's that's kind of creepy. Like I could I could see what you're saying. I forgot a lot about this these moments where the the dad he like goes into the new house there's the mm-hmm. new people there mm-hmm. and the the other old man's like wearing a robe like reading a book and then he comes out and he's like shutting they're like shutting all the doors going kid it's okay like kid hey it's okay yeah. it, was, it was very much like running scared kind yeah of. Yeah, like, yeah that's what i felt like, like that yeah that's what our modern brain is gonna say but the 80s brain's like no we need to help you we will help you kid right. you know yeah yeah, Alan Silvestri <clears throat> and disney is like it's okay they're not gonna be that uh, they're just that, in their silk so kimonos. <laughs> yeah. The inflation values went up. Dad had to sell his house. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So we'll, that talk, guy, we'll talk about that later. That guy, uh, uh, the owner, the dude in that house, yeah. in, in his room, uh, for horror fans, he's the doctor in Day of the Dead. Damn, dude. Oh. <laughs> Only other thing I've ever seen him in. Yeah, I still don't still don't like the vibes they're putting out. Yeah. No. Nope. It's all right. Did this did this terrify you more or less as a kid, AJ? Because I remember this not being as scary of a thought to me. Like, oh, that sucks. Like... He's eight, you know, he's eight years old, older now. What the hell? You know, it was scary. But yep. at modern day watch, like this is all riveting to me yeah. compared to when I was a kid. Yeah. This is all like, holy shit. Like, how did this happen? What, how, what, what did they go through in these eight years? What, what is he going through right now? Trying to understand that this was some of the best parts of the, of the modern day watch for me. The grandeur of what's happening right yes. now is not pushed through nope. of what is really going on. And I, I just think about that. There should be a TV series about this. If so, I, there has to be somebody who's ripped this off. I, they're like, I think there's like Manifest or there was other like other shows yeah, where yeah. Like oh, people yeah. just Lost. disappeared, right? And then they come back and they're the oh, same no. exact as exactly as they were. And it should be creepy as hell, like what you're saying when the the two police officers are sitting there, the detective and the police officer, and they're reading it like. Look, check the date. Check the date. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, he's like, check the date. Like he just, we just saw this. Dave, uh, David Scott Freeman, last seen wearing a blue polo shirt, striped shirt with a, uh, a blue knapsack mm-hmm. or whatever, and jeans, and and then they look over and he's that, and it's like literally perfectly fine, yep. not dirty, not nothing, nothing. And then you come back around, but look at the date. I I ran it three times. <laughs> And like you should be like, oh my goodness! What but we're not, yeah. and I think the reason is is because we've gone through it with David. Yeah, we're yeah. like, I don't understand, and that's it. Otherwise, we'd be on the other end of this as an audience sometimes, right? Wow, what did happen to him? And now we're along for the ride of trying to figure it out. You're exactly right, and like the 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 point of view perspective of us being in David's seat is like the way to go with this, yeah. you know. And it's it's not like. Um, like it's not like because they're not telling him what's like going on because I guess they don't really know but it's suggested I guess you know when he's like who's the president Jimmy Carter, um, it's it's really really smart and surprising to me as like a Disney movie especially you're just being like we're not spoon feeding any of this you're gonna have to figure it out as David figures it out yeah it's really cool. Guys, this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your activewear? Yeah. Let me introduce you to Bird Dogs, the ultimate shorts for the modern adventurer. Picture this. You're out on a hike. 
hitting the gym mm-hmm. or simply lounging around at home. I can picture that. Right? Yeah, yeah. With bird dogs, you'll never have to compromise on comfort or functionality again. These shorts are designed to adapt to your active lifestyle while keeping you looking sharp. Uh, I've been wearing bird dogs for a little while. I told you guys this. Yeah. And when they reached out about, uh, about sponsoring the show, I was way too excited. They're my go-to golf attire. I've been golfing a lot lately. Um, and I don't have to change into anything else when I come here to podcast. This literally just happened. Uh, I was out <laughs> golfing in these shorts, and now I'm here podcasting. Bird Dog stretch khakis are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. Mm, yep. I've been trying to find a comfortable pair of shorts, uh, and these fit way better than all the other shorts I've tried uh, that are they're made of this stiff, restricting cotton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but sucks. Bird Dogs fixes this issue. They've invented cloud net fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on movement. But that's not all. Bird Dogs has integrated a built-in liner offering unparalleled support and eliminating the need for underwear. So say goodbye to uncomfortable chafing and hello to freedom. Nice. I feel that freedom, baby. Uh, Need a place to stash your phone, wallet, or keys? Bird Dogs has got you covered there, too. With deep, secure pockets, you can keep your essentials close without worrying about them falling out during your adventures. And did I mention that they are incredibly stylish? Because they are. Bird Dogs comes in a range of vibrant colors and patterns, so you can express your personality while staying on top of your game. My golf game. (laughs) Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the weights, I'm hitting the links in the golf course, you're hitting out on the couch, Bird Dogs will be your new favorite shorts, guys. Guaranteed. So (laughs) do not wait. Upgrade your activewear game today. Go to birddogs.com slash confused, or you can enter promo code confused, uh, and you get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. It's birddogs.com slash confused or promo code confused for a Yeti-style tumbler for free. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Just look at them. Just look at them real quick. Mm, look at them. So mental tests are conducted at the hospital, which catches the attention of some men at NASA who have discovered and are harboring a spacecraft very similar to the one that was found in David's brain patterns. The head of the team at NASA, Dr. Faraday, meets with David and his family and convinces them that he can help. David is taken to a special room that is closely monitored at NASA, where he befriends an intern named Carolyn, who visits him regularly. So as far as Joey Kramer goes and up up to this point, like he does like in the script too is really smart he's like uh, I, I was going to get jeff and then he's like uh silhouetted in the door frame uh older um joey kramer especially in this hospital scene i almost started tearing up because i've felt it man like he's he is so damn good in this movie it is really crazy like especially the emotional things especially like the the family uh, aspects and like you, I can really feel that mm. when I when I see him on screen and everything else he does like the, the adventure parts of it and uh, the the being confused of what the hell's going on I really feel for this kid I mm. felt really bad for him he's like where the fuck are my parents you know uh, I think he's it's incredible yeah. honestly it's one of the best child performances I've ever seen okay what you yeah no I I'm I'm fully with you man it really sucks learning more about him, his his personal life. He went through some tough times mm-hmm. leading up to that. This was like his first big break, mm-hmm. but he chose to to go back to school first before like didn't want to move to L.A. kind of a stuff and then fell into even more hard times. It's kind of a bummer because I think he could have gone on to some really cool things. Definitely. Based yeah. on this performance. 
I, I just get a little torn on it here and there. Like some of the stuff, it seems a little overdone. Like the you'll never see your ninth birthday line hanging out. But then I kind of think back to it and I try to take it a little, like one step further. And I'm like, that's how 12 year olds were. Yeah. They were very over dramatic and very, like your 12 year old boy figuring things out, especially if you've got a brother, like you are very overly dramatic at, at points. And then, it, then it gets to the, the hospital scene. So I'm actually glad you did that, Sean, because it does get to the hospital scene and like, Man, those tears are like real. Yeah. Like you can feel that, like his genuine, just, you know, his concern and he doesn't know what's happening. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, it becomes, for me, a really, really great performance. He's scared. Yeah. And, like, and he says so to his brother. And I, I know you guys are dads. And I don't know if that like instinct kicked in with, with me, but I'm, I wanted to comfort him. I wanted yep. to be like, it's going to be okay, dude. You know, like his brother did. Yeah. Uh, it choked me up a little bit, like watching that scene. I, I it was really, powerful and he says when he's going to look for his brother uh he's like i don't know what i want out of life anymore i'm like you're you're 12 (laughs) 12. man all you're supposed you're not supposed to know everything you're supposed to just see everything okay just take it easy yeah i I, so that really felt for me too uh but yeah what about the so we're finally going to see the spaceship now too and i thought i thought for sure going back into this that i'd be like oh my god you know like i can't believe can't believe i thought this was real back then but i gotta tell you like any practical effects that they did or tricks they did. I know there's a lot of practical magic that was actually used on on how they made these miniatures look, but I thought the spaceship still held up to me. Like, and I'm like, how did they make that thing hover? How did they do this when it's on the truck and it's yeah. covered? Correct. Yes. I was like, how do they do that? It's so cool. It's just little things, and you know there's probably something like it's all one thing, not just not just the ship underneath yes, of the course. thing. I'm sure there's something that's all holding it all and together, I don't even care. but I don't care. Nope. I, I spent about I spent about four seconds trying to be like, how are they doing that? <laughs> nah, come on! And then and then it shows it again. And I was just like, nah, it's just, it just looks really good. You know, in typical '80s fashion, they totally missed a, a trope that they could have done here when that truck was driving down the road with the cover over the spaceship. 80s trope would have had a kid in the back of a station wagon go, oh, my God, it's floating. And dad would be like, shut up, Steve. Shut up. <laughs> shut up and look over there. Like, Eat your McDonald's. <laughs> yes, that, is an 80s, that is an 80s trope that they chose not to use. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they get to that a little bit later. Um, but but I, I, also, I also have to make mention of this, though, too. Uh, well, there's I got, I got a couple of things in this in this section. Number one, Mike, you're uh, you're an older brother. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm the youngest of four, right? And so, if you woke up and your younger <laughs> brother was now older than you, like, what would that feel like? My my, how the turntables have <laughs> turned. turned. <laughs> well, no, you can spin that back to you. What if what if your brother went missing? Your older brother went missing eight years ago. Yeah, and he comes back as the same age he was when you missed, and now you're older than him. Yeah, I, I you can just, turn the you can turn it either way. I I just I can't imagine like what that would be like. You know, I I have it like thinking about that blows my mind yes. a little bit. That that position and those conversations between this those two, but then again, I I wonder if it's like, like when I see uh, my brother who who doesn't live around here, right, and we just see each other again, and then you just pick back, right back up where yep. you left off. I imagine it's like that. They kind and it kind of did happen. It kind of happened, right? Yeah. But then but then you're like you can't. It's like 
yeah, that chick's super freaking hot. Oh, wait, you're 12. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, you're 12. Oh, wait, you're 12. (laughs) Oh, no, you haven't gone through. Oh, well, you'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I'll help you. Don't worry. Maybe it's better. I'll guide you on this. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to like the NASA kind of parts and Faraday. Um, Faraday, Faraday's consent is constant. Faraday's constant is a scientific term used in physics named after Michael Faraday. Yeah, Michael Faraday. I didn't know that, and my fiance told me to put it in here. <laughs> but but you didn't you didn't dive deeper into that. No, it's uh, she did, and uh, I don't know if that's like where they got it. I have to imagine that is because it, he it's like physics. It NASA, is, you know. Uh, so I it was like a cool little detail that she pointed out. I did, I did, I did a, I did, we did like a project or whatever in uh, in high school. I want to say it was it was probably something like I don't know ninth grade, and uh, a partner of mine and neither of us really did any work, and so in order to make up for this, my partner wrote a haiku about <laughs> Faraday <laughs> and how he was just like. <laughs> He was a great man, perhaps greatest man. It's a fucking physicist. Like he wrote a haiku about it. Good God! <laughs> You're just like, what the hell is going on? But like, yeah, he had he was like a pretty in- influential like physicist scientist, uh, and then they pull his his name into this, and and it, you know, with that floating ship, I guess it, it's a it's an interesting reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I also see them like when they are looking at the the spacecraft like him and somebody else is just like it's impregnable we must get inside this it's seamless and there's no way in or out i'm like fucking men yeah men Jesus men Christ. man typical disney God, dick references and shit damn like that. pigs you know <laughs> all they want to uh, do is get inside something this thing's impregnable yeah give me five minutes i'll get it pregnant <laughs> what, like, what the hell is go- what did you just say dan what are you talking about <laughs> I'll pregnant this thing. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking I'll about? I'll pregnant it. <laughs> Give me a few minutes and a blowtorch. I'll get her done. <laughs> She's like, good lord. Uh, I have to say though, like um, NASA gets this information uh, pretty conveniently. It's like so. Like now we're just talking. Yeah. Like okay, big brother. Boy, they got their hands and everything. Government just can't leave anything alone. Big tech coming in again. Like. So so the doctor was just like, oh, man, this thing that looks like a shiny brain balloon. I don't know what to think of it. Hey, NASA, here's this uh, CAD drawing of what? And why would, why would they send and it to NASA? And why are they sending it to NASA? <laughs> what is the communication here? And then he says to him, he's like, hey, Faraday, you got to take a look at this. He's like, where would this come from? From a 12-year-old's brain. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> You mean somewhere not here that has no relevance to what we're doing? There's just like that was the only part to me that I'm like, mm. it was pretty convenient. Wow, this is convenient. Out. Yeah. Did you read in the original script? They wanted it to be where they they construct the ship from David's memory. Mm. Like there there is no ship on Earth, and that they start studying David, and he's putting out these blueprints oh. in his head, so that then they start going, well, we should build it, and they're building it using David's help. Mm. Okay. That's well, cool. so I don't 
Do you like that better? Or do you think this is better? I don't know. I th- I, this makes a lot more sense to the story. Yeah. yeah, it could get a lot darker. Like years will go by while they're building the spaceship, and he will realize he'll never get released. Is kind of what happens on that. This is like, oh, it's convenient for a quick story. It's well, already like, on Earth. Let's move forward. It seems like Max, the ship, and David have a history, and, and if it went that way, it wouldn't. It'd be like, yeah. why? Did, mm-hmm. like, it's new. Like, how do they have a history? You know. And, and so, just to get the timeline right on this. Um, basically David, David got taken from, by the ship. He he came back, what is eight years later, 4.4 solar hours. And, and he says, so he drops him right back where he left off and then he zooms away and this absolutely perfect ship that's not made a mistake in how many years runs into like, it runs, it runs into a power line. Yes. And that's what takes it out. And it says because it was looking <laughs> at uh, flowers. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Doesn't make it's really kind of hard to follow why that happened. Yeah, because it's hard to imagine or it's hard to kind of realize like why that happened so conveniently. But then you think about it, and you're like, oh, it is. It is like that where you're just like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be this smart thing that I don't make yeah. mistakes, you know? Right. And then it was like, oh well, I ran into him because I was looking at flowers. I'm like. Aww. Okay. Aww, it's, it's cute. I, I I think I'm just gonna start calling them Disney conveniences. Yep. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? It's just Disney conveniences. It's like, yeah, an infallible thing. But then all of a sudden, I made a mistake. Like, well, then can we also, if we're gonna make things up about Disney and make them canon, I like this. Can yes, we yes. also call it the Disney? We'll call it the Disney um, blank check situation. Perfect. Here we go. We'll call it. You know where we're it is it. completely okay. For an older woman to crush on a younger boy it is completely fine. Obviously. And this, uh, and in, again, fact, it, in fact, it's awesome. It's really cool so. for this young boy to be like, this is really cool. This hot chick really likes me. All you can Heck really say is nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. We've got Sarah Jessica Parker in her first role. Yeah. Uh, and like she, it gets a I'm little the weird, right? children hype woman. <laughs> Like I just thought, like I don't know. My brain went to like he's in this room with a two way mirror. He can't get out. I'm like, then this woman comes in. I'm just like, there's the the groomer to make him feel like he's hey, okay. Guys, he should be eight years older. He should be twenty. Let's test his testosterone. <laughs> Let's his test it. Let's see if his Ooh, sex drive is actually eight years it. older. Because she's probably twenty two. She's probably ten years she's going older. Going to Twisted Sister concerts, yeah. dude. Now, by the way, very, very woke approach very, to, yeah, very to this uh, discussion of Twisted Sister. What does he say? Well, actually, Her? It's, actually him? It's never one, heard of them? Her. Well, actually, it's it's a... It's a him. It's a him. Well, really, it's... Oh, well, really, it's them. It's like, wow, pronouns. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> did a good job. Solid. They Disney. were teaching us back in the yeah. day. They're like, no, these are pronouns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? We need the quirky, fun girl who who has a little bit of purple hi- hair still <laughs> to help bridge the gap between this young one, young person and these older guys. I'm the eccentric children hype woman. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! I remember uh, I, read, I read something that... Somebody brought this up to her and was like, so Flight of the Navigator, yeah. how'd that come about? And she was just like, what do you mean how did it come about? Like, it was a movie role. And I wanted paycheck. to be an actress. Your first I wanted fucking a, movie I role. I wanted a paycheck. Like, that's what it was. I guess she it was like, a movie and 
it was awesome. Hasn't seen it. Doesn't remember anything. Doesn't about remember it. anything it's about like, the movie. So hardly. Sad. It's it, kind of sad. It is. Like, yeah. I mean, like I know Hocus Pocus and, and Sex in the City is like the thing with her. Um, but ooh, it's just we get like, it. You like shoes. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sex. <laughs> sex and the city. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Can't have it all. Wow. And, and the city. <laughs> but yeah, it's ooh, like Martini Cosmopolitan. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. Where it's, it's just a shame. That like these some of these actors just like don't care yeah. don't want to talk about these roles even though there's a great fan base off of them. That, when yeah. they interview in that documentary, they talk a lot about her and all these people. The director, the other actors are all like, "Oh, she was just she was bright and bubbly and she was so great. You could tell she was going to move on to something big and like it was such a great. We had so much fun with her. And then she's like, "I'll remember it. I really remember. fuck this. I'll remember it. Fuck that movie." <laughs> <laughs> I wanted money so I could buy shoes and cosmopolitans. It got me my first apartment. Go have sex and the city. (laughs) It got me my first apartment. That's all I care about. All right, so scene three. The scientists carry out a series of tests on David's brain. The results reveal alien star charts and other information. His brain even answers questions that he has no way of knowing. The next day, after learning that NASA plans to keep him longer than promised, David uses a service robot to escape and is taken to the spaceship. Going inside, David finds the ship's pilot who informs David that his mind contains the star charts he needs to complete his mission. David and the ship manage to escape the NASA hangover. This is another part where i felt bad for david i'm just like give this kid a break yeah like they he's uh he's got the thing strapped to his head and they're asking him questions he's not even saying anything uh and it's answering and they're not telling him what's going on i guess they don't really know what's yeah. going on either but it's just like give the kid a break man it's like it was hard to watch a little bit that's a, again it's part of the scary part of this that now, i'm not saying it's glossed over i'm not saying it's glossed over but at the same time I don't think it's it's as impactful as it could have been or should have been mm. that he is literally just being tested for things right now and his brain is being tested and they aren't talking to him at all. Yeah. They're treating him 100% like just a lab rat yeah. and trying to figure this out and they're not even discussing anything with him. So it's not like okay, we're going to put this on your brain. Right. We're going it's going to read out some things and uh, it's going to be just fine, you know. And I so this is kind of weird. For us, too, we don't really know what's going to happen, but you're going to be okay. None, none of that happened. Yeah. <laughs> but also, they're experiencing something they've never experienced in their lives. That's true. Cannot, these are scientific people going, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> their minds are Shut being... Shut the fuck up, what? kid. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, my God. Like, like this is the discovery of their life. It's true. That they've worked for. They're like, we don't give a shit about you, kid. Yeah. Just keep thinking whatever you're thinking. We just want what's in your brain. Okay. You're you're 100% right though. I mean, and he even says it it's like the the two greatest finds of the of the century yeah. of the lifetime. And like he's he has them right here. And so I kind of get it, you know? I, I do I do definitely get it. <laughs> Shut the fuck. Will you Put some tape on that kid's mouth. <laughs> I need to see <laughs> what's going Strap on. Him down. Strap, Strap him down. Strap him down. Strap. Do not. He's not leaving this room. He's like, oh, if I know anything, he's either going to be an Obi Wan or a Darth Vader, and we need to make sure he's <laughs> yes. an Obi Wan. He's like, if all my nerdisms have taught me anything, uh, but I also like the point of where he he like has to dangle the carrot, and like I, I love this moment with his dad. And his dad just says, he's like, look, unless you can tell me something, we're out of here. He has to go on living. And I like that part of it. Um, 
you know, his family's very protective of him and everything. We did not talk about quite yet, or we, we missed the part about him seeing his parents and they're just aged a little bit. And he's like, Oh my God. And it's like, he's like got a couple more wrinkles, I guess, but just go back, just go back eight years ago and like see a photo of yeah. your mom Yeah, and her now it's like, she just looks uh, a little older, kind of the, almost the same. <laughs> but definitely they, doesn't look like pale white. Yeah, <laughs> they make it, even the music goes bam bam. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what happened to my mom? She's disgusting. And he's <laughs> so yeah, he's so horrified he passes out. I'm just like, nah. she stopped coloring her hair or something. <laughs> like what? My dad's not rich anymore. No, no, <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> Speaking of getting things you want if because you, you're rich. That's good. Uh, prop two. Give me a prop. Oh, sorry. Did you hear that too? No. Your headphones? Okay, never mind. Uh-huh. Ooh, here's a prop. I want that Transformers thing that was in his room. Of all the toys he had, I <sighs> they, want that Transformers him with the toys. toys. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. I would be like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Give whatever me all this shit. I want the Starship. I'm really easy. I want the Starship. Okay. okay. I want... Sometimes I do this, I get a little abstract. I want the uh, the poster... Of this movie, have you seen it? Like the drawing, yeah. I want it so that I can burn it because it's the worst drawing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> have you have you looked at that at that drawing? Oh yeah, that, that was the cover of this yes, movie. Yes, that might be some of the worst artwork I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, um, so you're saying you could do a yeah, better? No, no, but I'm sure there's a lot of fucking people that could. You know, somebody worked really hard on that, Michael. <laughs> no, no, somebody did not work hard on that at all. <laughs> somebody was like, oh, crap, I forgot to do this. <laughs> oh, God, that kid's really bloated. Yeah, <laughs> we need it tomorrow, Frank. <laughs> we need it tomorrow, Frank. Oh, God. Fuck, Frank's out. Well, then somebody just finish his work for him. Please, for the love of God. Is the kid fat? I'm going to make him fat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I really Every kid I know is fat, so right. I made this kid fat. <laughs> He just hates kids, so he just draws everything. It's every so kid bad. Uh, I also really wanted the hat. Like that was the inspiration That's for true. some hats that I've wanted before. Yeah. I, so I made I made one that was kind of similar. Um, but I was like, um, going going through this, and I I, th- I think Faraday has kind of a humanized the goons a little bit. I agree, but at the same time, I like his dangle. Like he he dangles the carrot. He's like, well, that's fine. I guess you don't want to know. The truth. <laughs> what are you talking about? But, well, <laughs> no, I like you humanizing that because it's important to think of. Let's say he. Let's say they did say no yeah. to this NASA, and they said no. We're going home. Nothing's going to change here. Like he's going to now be eight years in the future at the same age. Like yeah. at some point, th- this is not going to end well. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be a perfect life moving forward. And FYI, and, go ahead. Sorry. Well, and the spaceship's going to keep talking to him and yelling at him, yeah. right? Me- me- uh, telepathically. The spaceship's going to keep talking to him. And let's be honest, this is Faraday's uh, easy way or the hard way. Okay. This is okay. NASA wow. national security, easy way or the hard way. Hey, I haven't informed the president yet but i'm going to have to like that's what we're talking about here have you ever heard of eminent domain have you- <laughs> well there's also part of it. it's called eminent we can take you because we can fucking take you yeah a because times, we're the government and we can do what we want i don't know if you know this but a lot of times when we don't understand something and we've tried so hard to understand it sometimes we just kill it we just kill it <laughs> just because uh, we don't know what else to do and i'm gonna let you know you're all an accessory yeah, to this i don't i'm sorry to say you all already know too much <laughs> you all already know too much 
on your knees, bolt so, to the back of the head. Well, That's what's gonna <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to take him now. <laughs> like, but so at least humanize the goons. He gives them. He gives them a shot. You know? Yeah. Like he gives them a like. Hey, come on. He does let's do this the right way. He's. He, it's like. It's. It's why he hasn't. Why he hasn't aged. Why his voice is still squeaky. Don't you want to know this stuff? Why? Look, maybe the mystery of girls, David. Huh? Huh? Could help you out there. Uh-huh. Come on now. We are NASA. <laughs> Jennifer, huh? You want to know what she likes? You know, you want to get you want an icebreaker? We'll yeah. Give you that. Turns out we can help you there. You hey, real quick. You want to see what Jennifer looks like eight years older? Come on now. Before we send you back, let me tell you, you something. Wanna know? You want to know if you should pursue this or not, bro? <laughs> You know that song, Angel is a Centerfold? Well, <laughs> we can help you out. No, I don't. No, that, well, is that Twisted Sister? It is. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, think, I think you got to humanize Faraday here. And it's like, he is trying to do all the things like he probably should be doing. And this already should be probably up a flagpole that's way higher than him. They yeah. try to make it seem like evil, evil NASA, like tricky government. But oh. I really don't think they are. I He's, think they're just like, hey, we really just need you. Yeah. We got to figure this out. This is one of the most important discoveries in human history. Right. And in doing it, we will hopefully help you figure out what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you do want to talk about Alan Silvestri's music, uh, it's it's great throughout this his his prolific career. The score part is, but <laughs> come on, John, <laughs> it's called Robot Romp. Riding with Ralph, dude. Riding with Ralph, Robot Romp <laughs> got me out of my seat. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like as a kid, there was yeah. something. Remember, remember, I told you in uh, Spaceballs, the Spaceball theme song, and me and my brother were dancing. And, Spaceballs, the theme song. Yeah, and we broke we broke a window because we were jumping on couches and shit. <laughs> yeah. Same thing for this song. This song is awesome. <laughs> Why do you think I like bands like The Midnight so much? There it's you go. Of this music. And there's that, there's do, that like. Do, 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 do. It's all. It's like. You can hear you can hear the electronic drum kit like <laughs> yes. There's that like guitar effects like and like especially in the be- the beginning. I'm like I hate that. <laughs> if it didn't have that, I'd be just fine with it. But and it's a little too long. This riding with Ralph. Well, you know, you got to get there. It's far away from where you you're do. Got to get there. <laughs> I, just, get there. I just have this vision. I had this thought of like, well, where'd he go? Find him. Figure out who is the last one to see him. And they look at like the manifest of who it was and they see the girl, but then they also see Ralph and they're like, <laughs> Ralph, take him back. Ask him the questions. Interrogate him. And just like, no, I, I didn't know anything. I was framed. I was framed. <laughs> no, I'll never tell you. <laughs> Just, oh. Like shocking Ralph with like a cattle prod, like yeah, it's like you tell us what we need to know, <laughs> Ralph. If you tell us, we will get you a lady, Ralph. Oh, called Gal, Gal. You guys can so insert much. some CDs, huh? Yeah. All right. <laughs> tell us what we need to know, Ralph. Hit him again, Endo. <laughs> <laughs> that's the movie I want. That's that's the movie I want to see. God damn it! What is he, what's his name? They got a gun to Gal. <laughs> Tell us what we need to know. Tell us what we need to know. Hit him again, Endo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get back on track here. 
Okay, so uh, what about the what about this special effect? Awesome. <laughs> what about the special effect of the of the stairs? I loved down? it. It looked yeah. great. It and did, didn't it, it? It looked good, and then like it it looked malleable. It looked. I don't know how. I mean, I guess just smoke and mirrors. Really, he said, he said that was a lot of the stuff that the the practical magician guy came up with. Like the these, those were real steps mm-hmm. that they they had like hidden bars that you just couldn't see. Oh with man, that's great. In fact, when the um, when it comes out of the hangar, that was a, a small like one foot tall miniature of it that was just further up in the shot. Oh, really? right. Really? Yeah, uh, like force perspective. Yes. Yeah. yeah, dude, that is amazing. Yeah. I would never ever in a million years figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Yeah. I, they, they do so much with that. And again, I think, I, I think, uh, you know, we need to talk about the ship. Are we, are you guys yeah. ready to do that? Well, or? So, so he's in the ship now. So let's talk about okay, it. Okay. So I think it's great. Now I, I, I I read that they had two versions of this. Obviously, uh, one one was very light by a comparison that they did a lot of that exterior stuff with, and then they had the other one that was a that was actually built out like a real set. Um, and then, but the practical what they did as far as CGI and uh, um, kind of that movie magic, I mean, was revolutionary. Yeah, like the reflective aspect of the ship and especially when it goes into that like super mode you know super fast mode a lot of this that reflective uh cgi that's what prompted everything from like the t-1000 to everything beyond that it's revolutionary and i don't think it gets enough it doesn't get enough credit i think it still looks great too it does look like it's still i mean it's it's an 80s movie but like it it looks i was in you know when it when it's flying around like in the ocean and stuff it does look like you know like a windows 98 like screensaver yeah what like it's it's what they had and like this is like the first time it's ever been done and yeah like it's convincing for this man i don't care i this like this shaped my doodle brain for a long time, guys. <laughs> doodle brain. You guys know you're, you, you, we all have a doodle brain. <laughs> yep, yep. And it's what you draw on the margins of like your schoolwork and yes, ship. Absolutely. And I would draw the both of these ships all the time as a kid, like just the curves of like the yep. the regular one, just like several times over. I'd do that, but then I would always draw oh, the fast yeah. one. Oh, yeah, I, the fast <laughs> I was like, one. oh, this is what starships look like to me. <laughs> this is and this is what they better look like. It just for you just I would always do that shit just constantly drawing that shit because it just was embedded in my brain. I love that. Speak, yeah. Speaking cool. of back to the future from last week, did you catch the the symbol on the ship when yes. he, when he first walks in and he's stepping gently there's a flux capacitor symbol yeah. on the floor that he steps directly onto. Dude, this is so it sometimes this happens when we do these episodes. It's so weird. Yeah. I, we just did that last week and it's Alan Silvestri yeah. and time travel. And- uh, yeah. The, uh, we we've had a lot of moments on this show where mm-hmm. like we just happen to like it just happened to coincide. It's yeah. very crazy. But the inside of the ship looks great too, like the set design, the chair looks like a looks real it looks mm. like that's what that chair is in in that real life you know and then it like kind of comes in what do you um, are we gonna get to the voice yet are we gonna move let's on let, and- let's go to scene four and okay. we'll start doing that. so david learns more about what happened to him and meets some of the other specimens from around the universe and max gets all the stored information that was in david's head carolyn informs david fa- david's family what has happened but she is followed by nasa david calls his brother for directions to their new house so I was uh, a little bit, um, or Cedar Ridge, uh, whiskey, confused <clears throat> breakfast. A little, I was two of those deep while nice. watching this movie. Two and, bottles. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'll t- I, I, it happens. <laughs> They're all gone. They're all gone. Um, but for some reason in my brain, 
some of the some of the voice before uh, he downloaded David into him, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> oh God! But before that, uh, and he was kind of more serious. Uh, it sounded like Schwarzenegger to me sometimes. Really? And I don't know. It was just like, uh, like you are the navigator. <laughs> you, you are the are navigator. The navigator. And like, Stop crying. Yeah. <laughs> Stop crying. Stop you crying. You, you are the navigator. Yeah. Like, can we get that? It's can not we, the ferret. It's not the ferret. <laughs> Showing him the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's not a ferret. It's, it's not the ferret. It's it's a sex alien. <laughs> oh yeah. Did that, you read about that? Oh yeah. The cum turd. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically like, what oh, that he is. creature. He, he came up with it. He's like, oh, he's sick, and that's why he's all mucusy. Except in the original script, it's not mucus. <laughs> yep, it's cum. It's straight up C U M cum. All right, <laughs> he's um sick. Yeah, yeah, he's sick. Yeah, yeah. If you were eight years old, you would have known about this by now. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> But I do like to have a mental image of like when David was already captured. Yeah. Was he in like a cage too? And like the sex monster came on and the sex monster's like, what are these things? And he's like, that's a human. He's like, David's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> why did David get special treatment? He got to hang around and be in heaven. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Everybody else, that, the eyeball snake, like, why didn't he get to hang around? That freaked me out. Dude. Don't like it. Dude, the eyeball? Yeah. The, the eyeball thing? Oh my God. Every time. Okay. But now ask yourself this How big is that thing? Because it's in some sort of containment back there. Yeah. I don't like that whatsoever. Nope. And they all came, they all came that was the same planet, too. me up, man. I'm like, ah. Mm-mm. Ah, go back Mm-mm. to the sex worm, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like the sex worm way better. <laughs> yeah. Um, can, we also, can we also make mention that he's taking these things like back to their planets, right? There's one continuity error here, here that I will, I will mention. But then also, can we talk about how... If he is taking specimens from other planets, but he just he picks David. But what if he does? He also pick flowers, and then he takes them. He he like plucks a daisy, and then he takes it back to Phalon, four point four, four hours, light years away. Or yeah, whatever. like that many light years away. So he takes it eight years there, eight or you know there and back, and then he has to go through all the trouble to put that daisy back where it was. <laughs> he's like he's like. There you go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh. It does make the, the case of like, well, humans are so important. Yeah. You know, and like these other animals, who cares? Rather than the Garpunties from the South Petrolis. Yeah. Uh, the the names, I'm just like, whoever came up with this is yeah. out of their mind. What was the... Uh, Garpunties. Uh, and uh, I I, uh, I had the name of the little the little guy. The little cute guy. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Putna- damn it. Uh, Puck. I'll think of it. Um, Puck Wudgie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think about that, and so this is the continu- continuity error I was thinking about, right? And maybe it's just because he doesn't want to take him back, but if he travels back in time to take that little um, Puck Wallen thing. Puck Murin. Puck Murin. Takes that thing back. He's like, well, he doesn't want to take I like, can't take him back because his plan is destroyed. It's like, but you can go back in time. <laughs> Put See, him there, and then the planet gets destroyed. So just, <laughs> you realize what you're doing yeah. here, Max, right? Maybe he'd rather be with his family. Yeah, maybe. He or she, them. Yeah, them. They. They, Twisted Sister. Yeah. And you put them, why wouldn't you take him back? Because the planet got destroyed? Well, because David That's wants very it. true. David, what? like, the human wants it, so it's got to go back to America. America. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Um, NASA America. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he puts him in his backpack. 
I don't know. I just like thought that was a very weird thing. And it's also very, very strange. It's probably not a good thing that he brought this cute little creature. Probably not a good yeah. thing. Back to Earth. What does this creature eat? How big does it grow? And yeah, in fact, it eats dogs. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna feed it a grape and the thing's gonna keel over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's literally going to feed him well, like Well then he's a he's still a kid too. He's like, ah. <laughs> and he's gonna flush him down the toilet like yeah. a goldfish. Oh no. It's like a toy that you didn't really want. It's all right. Like I just I, I get a, I got a little hung up at this point. Okay, okay. Well, in, in general, I feel like I do get as a kid, I really liked this from here on out in the movie, but like as more of an adult, I was kind of like, yeah, okay. This is where it gets into explorer's territory for me. Yes. Unfortunately. Uh, the fantastical nature of it as Paul, a kid, you're like, cool. Paul Rubens is a great performer, but the, <laughs> you know, the Wee stuff, mm. and I'm just like, I liked the setup so much. Yeah. So, so much. And then it's just, it's oh, it's just going to be this, which I get. It's Disney. It's a kid. That's what the, the meat and potatoes of this, of this movie is yeah. or for a kid pixie sticks and coca-cola you got it um but yeah it gets a little annoying for me at this point yep to be honest i agree as an adult it felt that way 100 percent. as a kid no way this was so cool yeah watching it transform to the fast one and going underwater and the funny like i do not leak you leak i was like this is classic <laughs> oh man that's <laughs> good classic <laughs> Fuck, fuck, dude. You're just sitting there like as a kid, like a 12-year-old kid. He's just like, I don't leak. You leak. You're like, fucking got him. (laughs) Dude, dude, no one is safe, man. No Max is a killer, dude. Man, oh, man, Uh, Max, you got God, you're good at this. (laughs) Fuck. We do need to consult the Jarrett Layoff Confused Breakfast actor database. There's only been, no one made it over two movies so far. Of all the movies we've done, actors in this, over uh, two is all okay. we're talking. Do you know who any of them were? Three different actors that I want to bring up have this was their second movie. I feel like Howard Hessman's um, been in. Hessman was in the, Clue. Okay. He was the the guy that came the to the inspector, door. Yeah, yeah, the inspector that came to uh, the door. Vanessa the Cartwright? Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Uh so two more. Raymond Forshawn oh. was apparently in Point Break. I cannot figure out where he was. He was huh. a neighbor in uh, Point Break. Okay. But the most important one, older brother, old Jeff Played by Matt Adler. Do you know who, who Matt Man, Adler he looks was? In? So goddamn familiar. No, I don't. He was he was a uh, Lewis in Teen Wolf. He was the friend. In oh, Teen Wolf that sat wow. in the car. That's like, tell me more about that, man. Yeah. Wow. Matt Adler. Damn. He's in Teen Wolf. Look at us. Good looking man. Look at us. In nineteen eighty six. And when and when we do Day of the Dead, AJ, we'll have another. Thank you, Yay! Mr. Layoff, for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's rad. Heck yeah. Well, how about we finish this? So scene five, he finds them, but decides to return to the ship because he wants to return to 1978 due to the fear of being a guinea pig for NASA for the rest of his life. David takes the risky journey through time travel and wakes up in the same ravine. He comes home to find that he's back in 1978, safe and sound. It was also uh, weird timing um, for recent current events in the, in the news uh, that this thing went underwater. And it was uh, one one uh, wasn't affected by pressure. Wasn't at all. No. Okay. Yeah. So. Yes, it doesn't leak. Yeah. Um, and his parents weren't at a Blink One Eighty Two concert. Uh, you know. All anyway, the, all the small things. Yeah. I mean. Just <laughs> <laughs> think of another. I I don't. Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> Okay, nobody, fine, nobody likes fine. you when you're 23. I yeah. don't know. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> I, I did find it quite funny that there was this big deal of, of him trying to come home 
And it's got to be this big secret, right? It's got to be like, brother, don't tell anyone. Yes. And then brother decides to shoot off all the fireworks. I know. And NASA's already there, and everyone's there, and everybody just runs outside, and they're there. Cops, yeah. FBI, NASA, fireworks. It's like, it was supposed to be a secret. <laughs> it's supposed to be a secret. And by the way, those fireworks would not be that big. Okay? Those are like, <laughs> but like I, I imagine, I want to think of it like shooting off some 80s fireworks where he's like, he's just not very. Th- he's just th- holding sparklers. He's, he's either got sparklers or it's like those like packs of bottle rockets. Where it's like, <laughs> okay, hold on. <sighs> oh, did I get the Whistler one? He's, oh, they're not the Whistler ones. Literally, just just has snakes. He just got. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I we didn't talk about him stopping at the gas station. <laughs> oh, dude, Big Al's, dude, Big Al's, and the first thing Max says to him was like he calls him basically a fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine seeing an alien spaceship, and the first thing it says to you is you're a fat ass. That's what the that's fuck? a life changing event on multiple platforms. Yeah. Like you're like I got to get my shit together. <laughs> I really do. Or you just I don't know what you do, man. <laughs> do what he did. Just go. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> to be like, hey, I felt really bad for that guy. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm not the one who literally looks like a fucking blimp. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> why don't you lose some cargo, yeah. Max? Why don't you? I mean, you drop some of those poundages off, yeah. I ain't dick. Man, uh, <laughs> if you're if you if this happens to you, are you taking the chance to to be vaporized and gone forever, or are you just living in your new universe? I think I'll take the chance. You think so? I don't. He's still got so much life left. Like, he's 12. Yeah. Like, he can, like start, he can said, start over. Like you said earlier, it's like so many things have changed. And so many... Okay. Like, I guess there are some questions that have been answered at this point. But I don't know. How do you go on living like that? I guess you just do, and you just kind of keep it a secret from everybody. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know how you, how you do that. I don't know. But you, oh, well, I'm just going to go back and get into school again. Yeah, because it really doesn't affect <laughs> Hang out with other 12-year-olds. It really doesn't affect you either way. Yeah. Because your mind is still like a 12-year-old, too. So you I just mean, have to decide if you're going to get used to this new world and your parents being older and your brother being older. And But I think the main catalyst is like, I think he understands that NASA is never going to leave him alone. Probably. And that's, that's the, the problem. Thing. Yeah, because he even says, he's even, I'm just going to be treated like a guinea pig if I go back. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, you're right. Like a lot of this, I think this wraps up so quickly on some of this. You're just, hey, keep it a secret, but I need help finding home, my my way home. And then we get an ET yeah. joke. Okay, great. Well, I need. I'm I'm lost. I can't find my way home. He travels too fast. I have to imagine, like, with him, like, driving the ship, too, Max is like, God, you're so slow. Oh, let me drive. Come on. You're just, like, like following roads. Are you kidding? Like, are you, it's like, why are we doing this? We can just get there. Take the turnpike. But I need to find my way home. We find my, I find my way home. I don't want to stay here at home. You're supposed to do this quietly. I don't know how, but NASA's already there. Mm-hmm. It some of it just doesn't make a lot of sense like wrapping up and then and then he makes a pretty easy decision to just be like, "Nah, it's either death or or my old life or my old life." And it's pretty easy. I mean, I I like the I like the time travel sequence. 
Oh yeah, yeah I think it's, it's a pretty cool. cool sequence. It's very dark. It's it, it feels very. It does feel very scary. Like Twilight Zone is almost. Um, but again, I just think that all of a sudden he's just back. So the things the things where this really gets dark for me is that they don't they don't talk about what happened when he was not around. So keep in mind that family lived for eight years without him, and then he came back, and then in this timeline he then disappears forever. And they live the rest of their lives going, our 12-year-old son went missing. He came back eight years later, the same age he was when he was missing, and then he went missing again. It's true. So you're, In a spaceship. So you're, you're using back to the future theory on this. Is that what you're doing? I, this, is now a, this is now an alternate timeline. Right. Moving forward, this timeline's forever. His parents are going into the loony bin, for sure. Yeah. So whatever time timeline he's in, his, Faraday gets fired. One of the yeah. one <laughs> of the parent groups is going to be heartbroken of the loss of their son, no matter what. Only in this one. But well, in in the because when he goes back, it's, 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 it's when resets, he goes right? when he goes back, it's now a new reset timeline. I think so. But like, if he didn't go back, and if, yeah, if he didn't go back, they it, well, if he didn't go back, then this was the timeline we were in. That's true. It's just it's okay. So let me ask you this. Here's I, can't, where, I can't do it. Here's where it gets mind. fucked up, right? <laughs> this is where they should have considered a sequel because tell me what what happened. He goes back home. He yeah. goes. He gets back to 1978. Life is great, right? What happens now? What I want to happen is that he runs into the Explorers kids. Yeah. <laughs> and for that to be a different movie too. And he's yeah. like, I can do that too. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, well, I don't know. Okay, so think about this. He's now home. He's now a temporal duplicate of himself existing in 1978. He's Davy he's number one, mm-hmm. right? Davy number two, in theory, has now just gotten abducted right. and has gone on to, to Phalon as he returns home. So are you saying that in eight, eight years? In eight that years, that David kid, will David, show young up David again? number two will show back up again. And David number one will be 20 years old. And young David will show back up in time. Mm. See, now this is this is where I don't always agree with Back to the Future okay. time theory. Okay, is because in it seems like in this their own time theory. God, we're getting deep in the weeds, guys. It. I love this, but <laughs> in this time theory, it is one line. It's one linear thing. Right. In my mind, this is what I this is what I thought as a kid. I'm with you. I this think is I'm one line, and and. He's jumping around on the same one. Okay. So when he does correct this and goes back, that time that timeline is not a timeline anymore. Right. It just kind of resets itself. That's Be- where my mind went. Although what we're talking about is very interesting. Because uh, because Max even says this. He even says, I take you back, I take these I take the specimens back in time to exactly where I picked them up right. and leave them there. Okay. Okay. And so then in theory that other timeline should not exist. Let's pretend it does. Okay. Because then here's where it gets all fucked up. Because okay. now David number two comes back. He doesn't have the same experience that David one had because David one went and his parents weren't even living at his house anymore. And like, we're assuming his parents probably moved because of the hardships of David being gone for eight years. They probably spent all their money on trying to find him. Maybe they weren't getting to their job. He lost his job. So they moved to another house in this timeline. We're maybe assuming they still live there. So David's going to walk in on his family at his house. He's probably not going to have the cops called on him. So his experience will end up different than David. Number one's 
let's say David number one decides, okay, we still got to get you on the ship. We got to get you back. Yeah. That's all going to be different because then when he comes back and David number three comes back, he'll know nothing about like the hardship of like NASA and. So where's the sports almanac coming <laughs> on this? But you're saying that this is creating a time loop for, it's, it's for David. There, there's like a, a term for this where it's like a it's like a mess up in the time warp that where the same people are coming back but they're different people because they've had different experiences. It's so like, it will fuck itself up eventually. It's like, like if you've I seen see. the movie Time Crimes, he goes back in time so many times that there's like nine different versions of him, and he's like killing all of them. Yes. I see. Or kind of uh, like a looper as well. Looper, okay. Yeah, see, and I, I don't, I don't know because it, it. I think you have to decide on what kind of time theory you want to yeah. invest or your you thought into. Or you just don't have to at all. <laughs> no, you have to because they presented it. This is all from this is all from mjyoung.net. There's an incredible like he oh. bre- he breaks this down in crazy detail of, of that thought process of what would happen and wow. why it would happen. See like in the tone of the movie it's like I like kind of wish it goes there, you know, or like there is a sequel that is darker that like it fades you know, away and all of a sudden it goes 8 years later and it's 20-year-old David out on a date with Jessica yeah. and all of a sudden he sees like himself walking across train tracks and he's like no. Yeah. To be continued. Yep. Don't like that. Don't like that's that. like that's like a black mirror finish to it. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, I, you know what? Yeah, I think I think it wraps up pretty darn neat and tidy. It really does, and very quickly. We get a lot of buildup around this ship and the cool things that it does and the experiences that he's having in the ship. And in my mind, as a kid, it felt like so much longer it did. that he got to be on this ship for not not what four eight. Six hours. He's only on that ship and hanging out with Max for like six That's hours. True. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it it's, does wrap up pretty nice. But I do like the emotional aspect of him being reunited with his family. So cool. Like it does feel really good. Like yeah. he's, I love you, mom. She's like, well, where'd that come from? Like I've, you know, I've said that to my mom, and just because I wanted to, she's yeah. like, oh, uh, come here, son. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go yeah. get burgers. Yeah, well, it's really sweet. The next time, like when Harrison's like, you know, eight years old or nine years old or something, he's just gonna be like crying for no reason he's gonna be like i love you dad and i'll be like i love you too man what brought that on all i'm gonna think is like you just went through a time warp didn't you that's what happened huh <laughs> if one day he's like an asshole for a month and the next yeah, day he's like dude i love you so much i'm so sorry i'm it's so like, sorry time loop huh <laughs> what happened while i wasn't around huh <laughs> oh shoot all right last question knowing what he knows now does he still continue to go after jessica or does he go after a young Carolyn? See, that was supposed to be a thing. What? In the script. But ah. Like the original script, Carol, like he was supposed to run into a, a young Carolyn. And she's like, hey. Which would just suggest like the big theory where it's just like, why? Why? Why are we yeah. doing this? Do we really, do we really love, want this? Dude. Stop. Don't, why did you have to say it like that? Why did you, you have Can to? you just like bleep that out? Right? <laughs> Actually, yes. Definitely bleep that out. <laughs> You know what? Yeah. Child love, dude. Child fucking love. Dude. Like, this is the 70s. Don't we love it? <laughs> what was that? That was them kissing. You're being uh, bad right now, dude. I don't like that. What is, is this kissing? Disney's infatuation. <laughs> That's kissing. In my alternate timeline, dude. My alternate timeline. This is this is all over. We guys, Off we have rails. we have stripped this movie of its nostalgia. We've looked at it with a modern eye. We got to give it a modern day rating. AJ, what did you think about this movie? Um, I I still enjoyed watching it. 
Uh, I really did. Now, there's a point, though, where I, I, I needed more than just the getting to the flash of the spaceship. And it was tough for me to jump back in on some of the, you know, all the scenes around it. Because this is borderline a Hangout movie. In bit, time. A little bit. And I, I just sit there and think like, well, I mean, that happened. And he's just right back. It's almost as bad. And I'm not saying that it is, but it's almost there on, on you know, they tell you never end your story with it just being a dream. Never end your story like that because it makes it useless. Yeah, it's, it's it, it makes it pointless. Yeah. And that's kind of how this movie actually ends up. It's borderline a dream as far uh, by all intents and purposes. It's just if it wasn't for the the little creature, yeah, it could have easily it been. could it could have very easily been that right for for just about anything else. Now, yes, he got the life lesson out of it, I guess you know whatever he pulled from it. But anyways, I I still love the special effects. I still laughed at, at certain points. Um, I I love. Uh, a lot about this movie. I do appreciate his performance in it and getting to read about, you know, the, you know, after the navigator, um, that all being said, it doesn't hit me like it used to. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just feel like it wraps up so quick and I, I don't know. It's it. I don't say that I'm not saying that it's pointless, but it just wraps up so dang quick. And I don't know what it's like. Oh, I'm just left here. Okay, fine. So with that being said, I think I'm going to give this, I am going to give this a, um, I'm going to give this a 6.95. 6.95. Sean, what about you, man? This is your first time seeing it. I was com completely enamored with uh, the beginning of this movie and how it led you led us down this uh, uh, mystery, pretty much, and not, not letting us in on any details, kind of like David. Um, I thought it was completely surprising for a Disney movie to do that for an early or yeah, a late eighties movie to do this, you know, to, to be this kind of bold and almost dark and suggest these things. Um, <clears throat> watching it as an adult, you know, however, it doesn't go to the places where I'm like, Oh, that, that'd be interesting if it went there. And it ultimately is just like kind of an explorer's thing where it's like, it doesn't fall apart, but it's not. And I don't want to say it's not what I wanted because it's it's what the movie is. I just didn't really vibe with him and Max doing this thing and that being the movie. And like it, it <clears throat> I thought they brought up they hinted at like a lot more uh things that could have happened that would have been a lot more interesting, I think. And then it just ended up being this Disneyfication of of the he, he befriends an alien kind mm. of thing, you know. Um but other than that, I think it's really well made. I think it's incredibly acted. Like honestly, next to Danny Torrance or Danny Lloyd in uh, The Shining, yeah, uh, one one of the best kid performances I've ever seen. I, I really got invested in it. Uh, I'm gonna give this a six point four. Six point four for Sean. I'm I'm in it the same way you guys are. Like I I had to look back on a couple particular movies that I had rated. Um, I do think this is better than Explorers because Explorers falls apart so hard. Like it yeah. falls apart. It and just never completely gets falls apart. Like right. this one, you can you can grasp. You and, can you can live with it, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that good. But if you're talking about like movies of that era, like it's no Monster Squad type of a movie, you know. Right. So like I, it's interesting because I I always wanted to fast forward to when he got to the spaceship as a kid, and now that's when I sort of lose interest definitely which is which is weird right maybe that's the changing of of what i like or how much older i am so i just don't like the third act as much as i used to but i still think 
this is a movie, like I'm starting to make lists of movies to show Willow, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, this is going to be on there. I, th- I think this is a really cool movie for someone that's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old sort of thing. So I'm going to give it a 6.99. Mm. That is a 6.78 for us as a modern day rating. Not great, not bad. That ties with Basketball at number 80. <laughs> not as good as Rad. Slightly better than Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, I'm really. There. I'm there. I think I'm there. I think that's, yeah. You feel good about that? I think I so. Okay. Great. All right. I think so. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week. We're doing Waterworld, followed by Twister. Bring it, Daddy. My God. <laughs> and if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. Top five movie soundtracks. That was a very fun episode. Lots of great musical suggestions there for you. And don't forget, we have a voicemail. Call us at 804-9596. Here's today's voicemail feedback line caller. Hello. My name is Jason, and I'm a huge fan, first-time caller, long-time listener. Well, I'm also a huge fan of Slipknot, and you know what I'm going to say here. You know it, and you're going to hate it. You need to do Rollerball. The movie is kind of questionably weird, kind of boring, but you know who's in it? Fucking Slipknot. (laughs) I think we need to do it. And actually, I actually love your podcast so much that even if I don't even know the movie you're, you know, reviewing, I'll actually go back and watch it. It's fantastic. Love you guys. Great. Fantastic. I actually bought the bourbon collab you did with Cedar Ridge. Excited to try it. And uh, a movie that I thought of that I don't know if you're going to even know what it is. I believe it's from like 2001. I think it's called Grind. Um I watched it a couple times. I can't find it anywhere. I actually ended up buying the DVD off of eBay. And it's about a group of, like, no-name skaters that travel around in this, like, van. and Oh, grind. Okay. They grind. end up trying to be, like, famous, I believe. Grind. And actually one of them ends up being famous. Um, that's a movie, I think. Maybe down the line. Other than that, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. Rock on. Dude. Hell yeah, dude! Thanks, man. Grind, grind. Two thousand three. I, I love that movie. Love it. Okay, it's like a kind of American Pie ish kind of like teen skate movie. It's it's funny. I like sex it a lot. and skating. Yeah, love basically, it. it's just guys. We're going to the beach. Dan, 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 dan. Is that what it is? Sex packed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So some kickflips. It's fine. By the way, I, I re-listened to our American Pie episodes, Sean. I know you did. Like that's a fucking great episode. It's fun. It's really funny. <laughs> I mean, we've come downhill since then, but I well, mean, yeah, that was yeah. kind of our pinnacle. I Nothing think. can really live up to it, honestly. <laughs> pinnacle, American Pie. You heard it here first. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for calling in, too. We'll get to some rollerball. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, heck yeah. Um, make sure if you guys uh, do want to, if you guys want to keep hearing uh, things that you want to hear, make sure you leave us a review. Make sure you leave us five stars. Tell us what you want to hear in those reviews. We love reading them, guys. Uh, Make sure you find us on social media, too, at Confused Breakfast. Just search for Confused Breakfast and all those social media outlets. And uh, check us out on YouTube. We're having a lot of fun here on the YouTube, on the channel, in person, with you, video. Check it out. ConfusedBreakfast.com. You can head there and get some of our merch. You can get some shirts. You can get some stickers. You can get some koozies. Some spaceships. Some spaceships. You can get some wombats. You can get some uh, gunter pies. Some 
Uh, Puck Wallens. Some, yeah. Some oh, Ralphs. Get, get it all. <laughs> Ralphs. <laughs> Hit him again, Endo. <laughs> Go there also and see our ratings of every movie we've ever done. You can see our individual ratings as well as our show average. Goodbye. Love you. And we are a part of the Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids. We got Agro Crag on the controls. Yeah. UploadMediaGroup.com. And we are proudly part of the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Check more out there at Cloud10.fm. That's it for us. Compliance. Compliance. We went the whole episode without saying that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>